Hello everyone, welcome to the next episode of Azure On Air. This is Amrita here and today I have an interesting guest with us. Today we are going to talk about Azure costs with Tuan Code. So speaking about Tuan Code, he is Principal Expert Azure at Ordina and he is also interested in speaking about Azure performance and cost computation in Azure. Apart from this, he also conducts a lot of sessions on and uh, Azure conferences and also he's interested in speaking a lot about Azure and that's why we have him in our show of Azure on air today apart from this he's also interested in motorcycles so I'm very excited to have Tuan put on our show hello Tuan hi hi welcome so um, let's talk about the topic um, Tuan can you just give us an introduction about why you choose this topic to speak before the audience that is Azure costs yeah, so uh, it's interesting because um, late last year, a colleague and I, we discussed something about Azure and uh, quickly came to the conclusion that lots of customers are facing uh, increasing in their Azure bills, so they're facing uh, huge Azure bills, which they didn't expect uh, because uh, cloud is uh, is, pro is portrayed as cheap and uh, easy to use. What we see is that uh, it's, uh, it's a really hot topic right now, cloud costs uh, and Azure costs in that matter. Yeah. So, um, uh, like you said, uh, uh, let's have this discussion this way, Tuan. So, um, how do you like to explain this to our audience who are like um, in the enterprise circle? Uh, they would like to know what is Azure cost and how does this benefit their business? Yeah. So, at Azure, it's like a huge cloud uh, uh, thing and there's lots of services beneath that. Uh, and everything uh, in the end costs money and Azure cost management in the end is a, is a part of Azure, part of the portal, it's also an API, which you can use to manage your, your spending, but also save a lot of money or get uh, more insights in uh, what's, uh, what's, what's, where you're spending the money on, maybe which team is spending uh, more, more money than they should be uh, in terms of budgeting, alerting. So that's Azure cost management uh, in, in, a, in a nutshell. So um, can you just also highlight about the cost optimization that takes place when you opt for this particular tool available in Azure? Yeah, so uh, within the portal itself, there's a thing called the Azure Advisory, which is a sort of AI, I wouldn't call that that advanced. It's a rule-based system which detects unused uh, services or computing uh, and it states, well, you have this VM, for instance, uh, which is only utilizing 5% of its CPU, uh, which is a bit of a waste because 95% uh, isn't used. So it would state, well, you can save a lot of money by maybe decreasing the size or maybe shut down the machine. Um, so that's already uh, available within uh, the advisory, but you can do a lot more by taking advantage of the, the information within uh, the Azure cost management. So uh, can you also give us some best practices regarding this cost optimization? So what should be done uh, in specific? Yeah, so, well, that's a, a broad topic, but in general, if you look at the cloud and it's, it's which everybody said, it's you, you, you are paying what you're using. That's not always true. Uh, and there's some trick to that because um, you might say, well, I've uh, spun up this VM, uh, this virtual machine, uh, and I'm paying, let's say, $500 each month. Uh, it's all great. Uh, but the true power of the cloud is that you're also able to shut down or decrease the machine in, in terms of sizing or, um, or completely shut it down, which you don't need to. And that's where you start saving money. And uh, so the first thing is to look at your uh, workloads 
and adapt to that. Uh, so when the, let's for instance, let's take an, an application for your, an enterprise organization, which is maybe heavily used during Monday till Friday and in the weekends, and uh, there shouldn't be anybody on the system because everybody is, is off of work. So there would be no usage on the system. So that's a cool case to maybe shut down the machine or even decrease that. Um, and there's where the, the, the crux is because um, when you just use like virtual machines, as I mentioned, it's a bit harder to scale down because machines need to be shut down and it's not instant. But if you start adopting like cloud native development, so start using things like app services or maybe you know, Kubernetes, AKS, you're more able to leverage this, this, this cloud system by scaling up and scaling down. So that's something to, to take in mind if you do a, a traditional lift and shift and uh, you're stuck with the virtual machines you maybe had on, on, on premises um, and they're pretty expensive in the cloud. Uh, so taking the most out of the, of the cloud, uh, you need to switch your architecture or eventually maybe even the services you use. Right? So switching from uh, virtual machines to app services or maybe Azure Functions for that matter. Um, so that's that's something you can do and there's, there's lots more. Uh, tips and tricks you can uh, you can use to uh, save a little money. Yeah, so that was a good advice from your end, uh, Tuan. I would also like to understand. So this is more like uh, a question from my end because I uh, face customers who are migrating from uh, on-premise to Azure. So um, for those people, how uh, how does this cost Azure cost reflect, or how it looks like? Like uh, how early should they um, take forward this cost optimization or is it too early for them or should they take it sometime later? No, you can do it straight away. Like the first thing, if you go into the cloud, um, and especially in Azure and on any cloud that matter, I know specifically for Azure, you have different regions. So you have data centers all over the world. You may think, well, uh, those data centers are equal. Have, let's for instance, have a data center, uh, which is West Europe. Maybe it's the same as Australia. But that's not. Uh, every data center is different um, in terms of compliance. It's somewhere in the EU, you have some regulations, but also in available services. Um, and so not every data center has every service available. I believe the most availability in terms of services is central Ohio, I believe. But there's one key other thing which differentiates the regions, and that's pricing. Um, each Azure region has their own pricing for different services. And so the uh, virtual machine or app service you purchase in West Europe is completely different priced in, in India. So when switching to the cloud, you need to think, okay, which data center do I need uh, in terms of compliance? Uh, so data resistance, so something like the GDPR, which services do I need? Uh, so uh, do I need uh, the newest available uh, version of, of particular uh, features and how much money am, am I willing to spend? Uh, because you, different data centers have different pricing. So for, for instance, in Europe, it's pretty easy, West Europe and North Europe, both in the EU, but there's a 10% price difference where North Europe is cheaper than West Europe. And that's something I use for clients to say, well, if you have a development environment and performance isn't really a thing, just use North Europe because you're saving already 10% on your budget. And the same applies within in, in, uh, different regions uh, within Azure. So that's already something you need to think about when going to the cloud, which Azure region I, am I choosing? 
when you speak about this i have my next question right on my head that is um like azure is built based on pay as you go model right yeah. so yeah how does this work or like what is your take on that when it's going for an enterprise client who has to purchase a lot of azure resources and if it's a pay as you go model how does this work yeah so in default is it there is a pay as you go version um, it differs from typical services but uh, some things are a monthly subscription other are, are fixed um but in general it's pay as you go um that's fine and um, that's the most fair uh, usage so you you pay for what you use and the, where most companies uh, go wrong is they don't uh, scale down machines or they don't shut down machines so they're paying 24 7 for all the resources and then yeah then they come to the conclusion that it's way more expensive than on-prem uh, but there are more uh, purchasing options within azure you also have uh, reservations you could do one year or three year reservations which can be extremely beneficial so one year reservation already you know, can save you upwards of 40% on the pace you go price. And the trick is you say to Microsoft or Azure, well, I'm planning on using this service or this feature for more for this year. So I'm, I'm committing myself to paying uh, a certain amount of money. Um, you don't need to pay upfront. You can still uh, pay monthly. And so that's something, a cool trick. And again, for the three year, it's a bit tricky, but maybe for enterprise organizations, it's easier to um, have some capacity or view for the future to say, well, this system should be up and running for the next five years. And you can use the, the three year reservations, which can net you something around 60% on the pay as you go price. Um, so that's already like a, a huge uh, decrease in, in costs if you use reservations. And yeah, that's something. Uh, it's already uh, for a long time in Azure, but not many customers use it because it's really, but it's really powerful. Uh, so that's it's already something you you can use uh, apart from the page you go price. And last build, oh sorry, yeah. So uh, on top of that, last October they uh, during Microsoft build they uh, announced savings plans, which is a, a more dynamic pricing model. It's also based on reservations. Which you can use to save uh, save money. Um, I'm say I'm not too familiar with that with savings plan. I've not used it in a in a in a customer context, but there's some pretty interesting stuff there. Um, so uh, there are a couple of ways you can uh, pay uh, your resources. So you either reservations or pay as you go. Now we had a lot talking about how it benefits the enterprise clients and how they can use it. But now just scaling down to the small scale business, the small or medium scale business, say take it in terms of SMBs. So how does this Azure and its costs reflect for such business? Yeah, so for, for small businesses, maybe they're familiar by running their own systems, maybe in, in the seller. It can be pretty tricky to go to the cloud because it's in the end, it's an expensive uh, service. But there's a huge benefit so in terms of security, CI/CD, DevOps. There are plenty of tools, and that's the power of uh, of the cloud. Um, so for them, I would oppose to really look at your architecture, use adopt a cloud native development uh, mindset because doing a lift and shift for sure you be you be spending more than your on-prem um, instances. And uh, I do see, and I read a lot of blogs, I see companies switching back to on-prem because the cloud was too expensive for them. Um, and I'm not saying uh, cloud is a silver bullet, but you should also always look on how you use it. 
and, and it's it, it's always the same it's if you want to have a small car for in the city it's not maybe maybe not economical to get a huge limousine uses a lot of gas uh, and, and, and maybe a smaller electric car is, is more is more better so it's better for you or it's a better fit so it's always what you need to, to look out for when implementing cloud but again the, the benefits is opposed to on-prem you can shut down the machine so you really should be doing that that's something i don't see a lot uh, especially for instance development environments uh, have customers paying upwards of a million on development environments just because nobody shuts them down and they're spinning up new versions forgetting the old one um, yeah, and that's something you also need to to take into account is that um, if you want to to benefit the most or start saving money you should be enabling your development developers or development teams the insights in the cost management and it's very easy you can do uh, role based actions on that feature but having a dashboard uh, next to your monitoring is, is is key to decreasing the cost because most of the developers aren't aware of how much their work is 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 uh, is costing the uh, the company Excellent, excellent piece of advice from you, Tuan. So now um, I have this question, which is uh, more of an uh, out of some curiosity, right? You might have faced a lot of clients and uh, would you share one of any uh, interesting uh, scenarios which you can relate to our podcast on Azure Cost? Yeah, um, couldn't mention any clients, but uh, something which happened uh, on our own uh, subscription is uh, I made a presentation or uh, about this topic uh, for pillars of cl uh, economic cloud design with a colleague of mine uh, and when we applied those uh, those pillars we, we thought about on our own subscriptions we said well we can save our company more than hundred thousand euros a, a year just by applying the the best practices we came up with um, and it was a like a wake-up call so like well, we preaching about cost management and, and, and saving saving money in Azure. And when we look at our own uh, subscription, there's a lot of to be done. And that's the trick you you forget you forget really quickly uh, certain machines or uh, certain storage accounts, and you're still paying for them. So that's something you need to take into account. And yeah. So um, now um, coming to the end of my show. I would just have one question for you, one last one. So, um, like I introduced my show to you, this is for the beginners who are listening to the show to understand the topics and how it's been, um, how it's been reflected in the real-time business. So, uh, apart from the topic that we spoke today, I would like to get a small piece of advice from you to the people who are beginning with Azure or who are trying to learn Azure. What would be your quick advice for them? Well. Um, if you want to learn Azure, there's a lot of free stuff available. I've talked about pricing and, and virtual machines, but there are also dev and test labs, which you can use uh, to spin up uh, small environments, which are way cheaper than the normal uh, production-like uh, ty types of machines. And there is also lots of free, uh, free tier uh, services. For instance, Azure Functions is also a free tier, which you can use without paying any. So there's multiple options to use Azure without spending any, any money. So if you want to learn Azure, uh, you can already look in the documentation and, and there, there's different options. Um, and you can, again, if you need something you, which is uh, you need to pay for, just use it for two or four hours a day and you will see 
for instance, a small machine may cost you like 50 cents an hour. Uh, so it shouldn't be expensive if you just use the, the tips I said, only pay what you use. So when you're done, shut down the machine or throw it away. Um, and you have gained some knowledge for maybe one euro. So that's something you can uh, already use. So that was a quick advice for the beginners who are listening to our show. It was uh, really a great session with you, Tuan. Uh, very crisp answers and uh, very clear uh, perspectives that you fed on us. And it was an amazing. It was amazing talking to you uh, as well. And I hope to have benefited our audience a lot. And thank you a lot for joining us, Tuan. We're looking forward for more recordings with you. Yes, yeah, thank you for uh, for hosting me, and it was a pleasure to share knowledge about Azure.